Welcome back to Freaky Geeky. This is Ash. This is Taylor. And this is Des. And I have kind of like a mod podge of things and I also a dog attacking my head at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Pod dog. Oh, she's so sighted. Anyway, <laughs> uh, as she crawls on my shoulder. <laughs> this is a great no. start. So basically, I'm going to jump right into this. Um, I saw, like, uh, I heard of this. Um, actually, I'm big book collectors club because, like, they need our help. Um, but if you haven't heard of them, good podcast. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah, right. Uh, so I heard of this thing, and um, it's called the stone tape theory. So this is basically like, uh, well, I'll get into it later. But essentially, I spiraled out of control and realized that it's a uh, the theory. <laughs> she just licked my earlobe. Mm. Uh, it's basically a theory about how uh, like reoccurring ghosts are made. So, so then it hit me. I was like, I could expand on it. What? I forgot the word. <laughs> okay. I had a brain fart. Residual hauntings. Yes, that's what yeah. I mean. So that's actually where we're going to start. Because I decided I was going to do types of ghosts. That was a really long way to tell you. What you can see on your screen. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So um, residual haunting activity is uh, can occur when something traumatic or traumatic or stressful occurs, like a murder or a rape. So negative energy is usually blasted into the atmosphere, causing the atmosphere to imprint or record the events. Like a recording tape, it will play the events over and over again. The entities involved in the residual haunting. Uh, are unaware of their surroundings and these are a lot of ghosts that like you know they're just repeating their actions they don't know they're dead blah blah kind of thing right. i assume comes from well i think they kind of explain not necessarily like they don't know well they don't know they're dead and they also don't know like you're there right yeah exactly it's it's literally how some people would ex- describe it is it's not really even a haunting as it is the um not no just like an imprint yeah literally that is kind of like so that's kind of where we're going with the stone tape theory which i thought would be kind of cool so it says uh like like a recording tape it will play the events over and over again the entities involved in the residual haunting activity are unaware okay unaware of surroundings did i just repeat myself this is not an intelligent haunting and there's no interaction between you and the entity Residual haunting activity can also also be caused by positive energy blasted into the atmosphere. I really don't like that terminology. Uh, many times you've heard ghost stories where people can hear the sounds of a party. When they hear music, singing, dancing, laughter, and when they enter the room uh, where they hear the party, uh, there's no one there. Residual haunting activity can be uh, the specters of living beings. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's believed that this kind of activity has a trigger which causes the quote-unquote tape to play and the activity to occur. The trigger may be a time of day or, or like a certain year or a certain day, anything like time-related. Um, an event such as like someone arguing or crying can trigger it or um, even something like playing a game of cards, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be funny? Like every time you sat down to play hearts at your house, the fucking ghost wants to play. <laughs> No, no, thank you. Rude, just want to play, Taylor. Um, Maybe the friendly ghost, like, cats. What's I'm saying? I don't even think they know anyway, so. Uh, there's a theory that, okay, this is this, like, more into the stone tape theory kind of thing. So there's a theory um, that certain materials in the bedrock of locations, such as quartz 
or having a running water source near the location uh, can increase the chances of a residual haunting occurring. But of course, there are no there are no conclusive studies to support this theory. I would imagine not. Well, but of course, how do you actually study that? That's what I'm saying. You don't <laughs> you can't? There's no way. It's damn near impossible. Um, <clears throat> the stones. Oh my god, I can't talk today. Lovely day to record a podcast. The stone tape theory is the speculation that ghosts and hauntings are analogous to tape recordings that mental impressions during emotional or traumatic events can be projected in the form of energy or recorded on to rocks and other items and replayed under certain conditions. Hmm. This idea draws inspiration and shares similarities with views of 19th century intellectualists and psychic researchers such as Charles Babbage, 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 Eleanor Sedwick, and Edmund Gurney. Yeah, I've heard Babbage too, and I don't know where. I think I've heard it in a movie, actually. I don't know. Uh, and actually, more recently, um, the the concept was uh, popularized by the 1972 Christmas ghost story called The Stone Tape, produced by BBC. And now I want to watch that. Right? Right. Uh, following, oh, it was a play. Following the play's popularity, the idea and the term stone tape was, uh, retro- retrospectively and in- retrospectively and inaccurately, Jesus, attributed to, uh, the British archaeologist turned parapsychologist T.C. Lethbridge, who believed that ghosts were not spirits of the deceased, but were simply non-interactive recordings similar to a movie. Uh, I've got a lot on this. I'm like, this is all like science and history. This was supposed to be my original episode, y'all. So I'm sorry. I feel like I'm talking a lot about the same damn thing and repeating myself. But anyway, the idea that environmental elements are capable of uh, strong trace human thoughts or emotions was introduced by multiple 19th century scholars and philosophers as an attempt to provide uh, natural explanations for supernatural phenomenon. So the people have been thinking this for year like a long time well i'm trying to think of whenever i did what little research i have of han Han solo han solo (laughs) unsponsored hans holzer if he thought that Hmm. if he had the same but i can't remember off the top of my head um let me so, uh, in 1837, so this is like one of the first known cases, uh, the polymath, polymath, Charles Babbage, public, fuck me, the names are fucking me up even worse, help me, uh, published a work on, on, on natural theory called the Ninth Bridgewater Treatise, Treatise? Tretis? I don't know. Babbage speculated that spoken words leave a permanent leave permanent impressions in the air, even though they could become inaudible after time. He suggested that it is possible uh, due to a transfer of motion between particles. Isn't that kind of cool to think about, though? That yeah. is kind of interesting. That our words that are intangible are still somehow tangible in the ether. That's really cool. Uh, the stone tape theory could also be uh, derived from the concept of place memory. In the early days of the Society for Psychical Research, uh, place memory was considered an explanation for ghostly apparitions seemingly connected with certain places. 
In the late 19th century, two of the SPR-involved uh, investigators, Edmund Gurney and Eleanor Sedwick, Sidwick? Sidwick. Presented views about uh, certain buildings or materials being capable of storing records of past events, which can later be played back by gifted individuals. Which is inter- that's an interesting take on it. Gifted individuals. Like psychics, I assume. Hmm. Another 19th century idea was associated with the stone tape theory is um, psych- psychometry. A belief that it is possible to obtain knowledge about history associated associated with an object through physical contact with it. Okay. So, like giving somebody, yeah, yeah, a watch that your grandfather used to carry, right. or like even when psychics help with a murder, like this is what they're talking about. Uh, in the nineteenth century, the idea that objects were able to store and play back past events was reintroduced in nineteen thirty nine and nineteen forty. By then, SBR President H.H. Price. And I think I've heard of him, too. Uh, Price speculated about psychic ether as an intermediate medium between spiritual and physical reality, which can enable objects to carry memory traces of emotions or experiences from the past. In his works, he stated that the existence of such traces should be provable by means of scientific methods and that they yet remain unproved unproved hypothesis. It's kind of cool that they're trying to science it out, though. Yeah, that is cool. I like that they're applying science to this because they want to prove things. Like, it's just hard to do. Right. They actually have an approach to it. And I'm sorry if anybody's bored by all the scientific mumbo jumbo, but, like, I find it fascinating. It's fascinating as hell. Um, I know it's a little different from our normal episodes, but So, following Price's ideas, an archaeologist turned paranormal researcher, T.C. Lethbridge, claim that past events can be stored in objects thanks to fields of energy that he believed to surround streams, forests, or mountains. In his 1961 book, Ghost and Ghoul, uh, popularized these ideas, which allegedly could have inspired the creators of the 1972 BBC play, The Stone Tape. But actually, that would be a cool read. Uh... In their book, How to Think About Weird Things, Critical Thinking for a New Age, authors Theodore Schick and Louis Vaughn dismiss the idea as irrational, and they claim, quote, the problem is that we know of no mechanism that can record such information in a stone or play it back. Chunks of the stone just do not have the same properties as reels of tape. You're an asshole. Oh, so, Sharon, well, of course they fucking don't. Oh... Well, yeah, as far as we know. that's the, He literally says in that statement, as far as we know, that doesn't exist. Well, that, that's what That's what science is for. Uh, anyway. I lost my place. Sharon Hill, uh, science uh, educator and geologist, claims that a stone tape theory is a misleading term and it suggests to encompass structure, credibility, and explanatory power or scientific theory well, in uh, reality, it's uh, in a speculation that lacks physical basis. According to her, is an attempt to present a oh Jesus, a pseudoscientific claim in a seemingly scientific style. Bite me, bitch. <laughs> Hill also suspects that the quote kernel of the idea of stone tape is psychometry, which is criticized for being a, co- a form of cold reading rather than an unexplained supernatural phenomenon. 
You okay there? I know that was a lot. Was I, I promise the none of the rest of my notes are that scientific. I never get that scientific. Science. Let's call Bill Nye. I was about to say it was for you, Bill Nye. It was all for you. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. We know that because science, but we didn't ever have to learn how to do our taxes. Legit. Oh yeah yeah. Anyway. But I definitely think that, and I found it interesting. I didn't know that people were actually studying that. And I love that. I think that's great. Like, I would study that. And especially, like, was, like, right? If I had the patience, but I don't. That's, yeah, it's a lot. It gets a lot of scientific jargon, but. See, I think it would fascinate me enough to actually be able to do it. That's true, too. Like, I don't get bored with science because I find it fascinating. Right. That's my thing. Okay, any now. Any now. Any now. Any now. We're moving on to poltergeist activity. Love it. So, uh, Hollywood has told us that uh, poltergeist means noisy ghost in German, but what it actually means is rumble ghost. Rumble ghost. Which is like, I mean, it's basically the same thing, but I just thought that was interesting. Uh, I missed again. Uh... The thing that Hollywood got completely wrong in the poltergeist movies is that the poltergeist is actually caused by a ghost of some sort. Generally, uh, and this uh, this person says generally an evil or demonic one. I think I'm going to argue with my own notes. I'll link these. Uh, I mean, um, I'll link these in the show notes, the website that I got these from, because this was a little slapped together. I'm not going to lie, but I just thought it was interesting. Uh, so many people currently believe that the poltergeist activity is caused by a living human who is referred to, uh, who is referred to as a human agent. Reports of poltergeists date back to ancient Roman times. The activity that takes place will start off with knocks and bangs. The furniture will start to move around by itself. Then the activity will become more intense, manifesting itself through voices and even through uh, the appearance of full apparitions. Furniture may slide across the room and beds may shake. Show, many shows are based in this type of haunting because it tends to be the most terrifying and rarest type of haunting that occurs. Most of the time, in the case of a poltergeist, the haunting circles around a female in her teen years. Some of these cases seem to be caused by the female unknowingly controlling the energy around him, herself, which I thought was an interesting theory. Yeah, that is. I like that. I mean, it makes sense. We were all hella moody. I had a damn poltergeist. Uh, I'm not even kidding. Oh, I and did it, too. It hit me years later. I was like, son of a bitch. It went away. It was a goddamn poltergeist. Witch! <laughs> Whoopsie. Sorry about it. Sorry, mom. Hope you're not listening to this anyway. He wouldn't be. Sorry about the swearing, mom. I love you. Um, <laughs> if she did actually listen to this, mom, she would kill me. Uh... <laughs> So uh, some cases happen around people who uh, that are stable and in the right mind space. This haunting is hard to classify due to certain situations. No two are ever really the same. Most of the time, you will find that one person in the house seems to be more affected by the haunting than anyone else. It may seem that most of the activity doesn't happen unless uh, that certain person is present. Usually, the activity appears to stop when that person leaves the home. The majority of the time, poltergeists are experienced by several people, but again, they seem to center around one certain person. This person may be highly stressed as of late, or maybe this person has gone through some type of extreme emotional situation. If this is the case, see, uh, see that the individual gets involved with some medical care, and, is, and soon afterwards, the poltergeist will subside. Why did that feel like an attack? Are you victim blaming? 
That's not very PC of you. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Uh, when it is not the teenager that is manifesting activity, uh, there are usually several spirits in the area. Spirits appear to be, uh, to pull their energy together in order to become strong enough to move larger objects and make more noises. In order to remedy the situation, you need to find the root of the anger so that they can pass over and leave you in peace. On most poltergeist cases, they will disappear without any warning, just as they appeared. Certain times it may stop in a few days, other times it might take a few years. So what do we think about poltergeists? I mean, of course, the first thing I ever learned about poltergeists was the movie. Yeah, poltergeists. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. Like, with poltergeists, you hear different stories like, okay, so I'm going to use this as an example because I've heavily followed the work of Ed and Lorraine Warren. I know they're controversial. Don't come at me. But they... (laughs) Don't at me for her faults. I mean, they're... So, well, yeah, the Edinburgh, like, like the Eden, is it Edinburgh or Edenfield? Whatever. It's in England. Um, Enfield? Yes. The Enfield poltergeist. Yes. Um, where, you know, there was, you know, of course the case is highly controversial. The pictures they think, you know, were faked. There was a lot of like shit surrounding that, but in that case, there was, like, talk of how the girls in the home, the one girl brought home, like, she had a homemade Ouija board. Ugh. And was playing with it. And they started experiencing real crazy haunting in their home. And they were already a family going through tragedy. Like... The dad. I was about had, to say, did they think it was a poltergeist or a demon? No, they. they it was called the Enfield Poltergeist. Mm. Like they classified this as a poltergeist. I've heard the, uh, the story the one before. That the second Conjuring is about, yeah. based on. Oh, well, oh, then I have information about the first one. So go ahead, finish. Yeah. So <laughs> the the this one is just like this was classified as a poltergeist. This like ed and lorraine warren like slightly worked on this case like you know in the conjuring movie they kind of made it a big to do mm-hmm. but the thing about this poltergeist in particular was that a lot of people thought it was attention-seeking behavior because what kind of you know yeah it because of course people are going to debunk it before they're just like yeah ghosts yeah you know like but the whole thing about it is this the girl brought a Ouija board into the home. The dad had just up and left their family, and it was a single mom raising four kids. Three, four kids. Yes, <laughs> I was like three or four. I can't remember. And little Ramona, uh, not well, not Ramona. Little Beezus. Sure, but it's just like, um. So they thought they did it for media attention to try to get money. Yeah, but it's like the the reason well a lot of people are like that i mean they said that about amityville yeah well why did i say it like that amityville amityville <laughs> but the thing about this like i was like i always wondered why they class and feel cl- class the field i'm infecting you classified enfield as a poltergeist <laughs> situation field. And why they classified... Yeah, because that seems like kind of a trigger yeah. moment instead of it just appearing out of nowhere. Well, because they classified Enfield as a poltergeist, but yet they classified most of their other cases of, of demonic possession. So what's... 
Like now, I kind of want to look into that. Maybe there's also the possibility that when it was picked up by the media, the newspaper gave it the name Poltergeist. And you know it what I just mean? Took off. That's true. But there's always that misprint. I mean, that literally, what was it? Um, the oh my god, why can I never remember who the hell it is? I covered it. The Kelly Hopkins Hopkinsville Goblins. That's where the little green men came from out of a misprint. And we've had little green men ever since. Like, I'm actually going to, like, <laughs> look this up right now. Yeah. So, infield poltergeist. Like, they had, like, stories and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So, basically, it was between 1977 and 1979 involving the two old like the two sisters mm-hmm. um and the movie it of course makes it look like it was the younger sister that did it all but it was like it was a claim of supernatural activity they always keep saying that it is a claim oh wow i really hate the enfield poltergeist don't yes they, they tore we're hard on that no they literally tore in to this case like Yikes. hardcore like i'm gonna do a whole other like deep dive into the warrens and i know people don't like them very much i find their journey and the stories fascinating i look frauds or not who cares it's it a ha- fun story regardless. it's a fun story and it happened like you know so the thing is like I keep wondering if Poltergeist was coming, because this was in England. A lot of the demonic possessions that happened were in the United States that the Warrens dealt with. So this might be, like, something that just, like, maybe the UK classifies as a haunting, as a poltergeist. Yeah, maybe it could be a language barrier thing, like, pissed, you know what I mean? Right, like, um, let's see here. I'm trying to see, like, it says here that, like, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren studied it. Um, Luna. Mark. <laughs> Mark. Um, they were 100% convinced that the events had supernatural explanation. But hmm. they did for most things. So what's your what's your vote for Poltergeist? Yay or nay? Eh. If you had to land on one side of the fence. See, I should have. Uh, that's what we should have been doing. Yay or nays this whole time. Do we buy this type of ghost? See, I... I, I definitely believe in like a resi- like a residual. Oh, haunting. I definitely believe in residual. One hundred percent. I don't know exactly. Like, I don't think I know enough about poltergeist okay. to kind of like grasp the idea of it because to me it just sounds like a haunting. Yeah. Like. Well, I got a couple others here too, so I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Although they could be broad term poltergeist. I don't know. But what do you think, does? Yeah or nay? I believe in them. I have one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's the only thing I could think of. I mean. <laughs> To explain it just going away okay so our next one is inhuman so thanks again to hollywood when you hear the term inhuman haunting we automatically think of a demonic haunting however inhuman hauntings refer to any hauntings caused by something that never walked the earth as a human so this would include angelic animal and elemental hauntings angelic and animal hauntings are perfect are pretty self-explanatory but elemental hauntings are less well known and will require some further explanation. I've never heard of this in my life until I researched this. Really? The basic com- concept of an elemental refers to, I mean, I've heard of elementals, but. Well, yeah. Uh, refers to the ancient idea of uh, the elements earth, water, wind, air, fire, and ether as the fundamental building blocks of nature. That broke me as an, like, an avatar person to say it backwards. Right. Um, you wanted to go, water. I do. 
Water, earth, fire, air, damn it. I couldn't even spit out uh, wind. I was like, wrong. <gasps> Must be air. Anyway, they were predominant in many of the native cultures throughout the world. Elementals are referred to by various names in the English and European traditions. Okay, so this is where I started to catch on to what was going on. Because I've never heard of, like a group term called elemental hauntings. Four. Um, fairies, elves, divas, brownies, leprechauns, gnomes, sprites, pixies, banshees, goblins, dryads, mermaids, trolls, dragons, griffins, and numerous others. I love the I love the list though. I I like I, I wow yeah it made me I happy. also like the list oh okay. goddamn Taylor all right uh, gnomes are an example of an earth elemental and nymphs are an example of a water elemental in case you didn't know right it's believed that elemental spirits possess supernatural powers and are usually invisible to humans living among the trees rivers plants bogs mountains and minerals the they attach themselves to a particularly nor uh, particularly every natural thing. Earthly elemental elementals are the metaphysical cause of earthquakes, floods, gales, thunderstorms, and wildfires. Animism, which is the oldest known human spiritual practice, is the belief that elementals inhabit all things. The belief in elementals predates all major religions. So, I'm going to chop this in half right now, because, like, I'm on Team Fairy, alright? I'll tell you right now. The Fae is very fucking real. I like. I don't give a shit. Like, some. What? No, I'm saying I ain't fucking with fairies. No, the Fae is fucking real, and the thing is, they follow me. I don't know what it is. I get fairy circles constantly around. No, not just in my yard. Oh, around right. my house, the entirety of my house. I'm like coming to you live from the fairy circle, and I'm like, thank you. I think. I think. But the thing is, you can offer them something, but you never want to take yeah. what they give you in return. Oh my god! Ever. I I kind of want to do like a whole episode. There even like random mini series about different types of fairies and like oh my god, fairy stories yes. and shit. See, I've always been like interested in fairies, and it's just like the fae as a total. Like, there's actually this page I follow on Facebook, and if you're like mm-hmm. into like fae and the fairies and stuff i highly recommend following this page it's, it's called if this isn't fae propaganda i don't know what it is i love that and it's I need am- to follow it. it's amazing um but yeah like the fae you don't that no you do not <laughs> fuck with them like absolutely not what do you think does i don't necessarily believe in that one really i i don't no fairies for you no, I haven't seen anything that makes me believe. So, no, I, I don't. Oh, fairy lore. I'm just like, man, better veer on the safe side. Fairies! <laughs> up now watch. I'm going to go home and get fucking brutally attacked because of it. <laughs> I'm going to be like, well, I retract my statement. I'd like to formally retract like everything else we do. We'll hear something a week later. Yeah. That was, that was bad for a while. This is the first time that's happened in a long time. Anyway. That was so uh, vague. So anyway, the next one is an intelligent haunting. So this uh, slash interactive activity. This type of haunting is the main type of haunting investigated by paranormal investigators. As the name implies, this type of haunting has intelligence or consciousness associated with it. Wow, how did I not screw that up? You did good on that one. Whee! I said a word right. Right? (laughs) Uh, for those that believe ghosts are spirits of the dead, 
This is the consciousness of that deceased individual. Whatever it may be, it can be it can respond to questions, react to trigger objects, and uh, interact in many ways with the investigators. This type of haunting is very fun to investigate because you are only limited to your uh, ingenu- in- ingenuity. Jesus Christ, okay. When it comes to thinking of ways that interact with whatever might be there. Um... It says back to Einstein's theory, but I cut up, I apparently cut out some of it. So we're just going to Einstein's theory. As matter, be, uh, as, as matter beings, we are all energy of beings on a quantum level. Wait, the dog just sat straight on my arm. Uh, we are made up of atoms and neutrons. As matter slash energy beings, we have intelligence. While we live, we have an energy aura that surrounds our living bodies. This aura is created by millions of electrical currents that are that are created through our bodies. Our our brains are our brains create brain waves, a pure form of energy that is transmitting our thoughts, what we see, what we feel, etc. When our mortal form dies, that aura that constantly surrounds our bodies leaves our bodies. We lose six ounces in the instance of death. What is this six ounces? Perhaps it's our energy leaving our body or our soul. This energy, the aura, or you may even call it your soul, is carrying the information of what we use uh, of what we used to be. If it can do this, then why can't it also carry our intelligence? If it can carry our formal, former intelligence of our previous life, then it should be able to interact with us intelligently. When we see this aura, we call it a ghost. If this ghost can is able to interact with us, is aware of us, and can touch us, can communicate with us then this is an intelligent or interactive hauntings uh some reasons the ghosts may be tied to the site of our uh, of or people um died as a result of traumatic event a murder car accident etc uh due to unfinished unfinished business i don't know if i buy that one uh the spirit may have died suddenly and may not realize they died the living loved ones are so emotionally distraught that they can't let go that's interesting uh the spirit is emotionally connected to their loved ones they cannot rest due to an injustice done to them or fear of the other side or judgment so this is your basic typical like i feel like we're all pretty gung-ho with the well yeah because for me this sounds more like like what mediums experience Mm -hmm. uh spirit guides like that's what it reminds me of a lot of like you know my spirit guide and I are still working on creating a connection, but my, like my friend that's a medium, she is so intuitive and Mm -hmm. like can pick up on most spirits like instantaneously. Like also this is like a lot like clairvoyance, Mm -hmm. like people that can pick up on most anything that's dead, you know, that'd be another good episode too, going into the Claire's. Yeah. Cause clairvoyance have always interested and fascinated me. Like, Oh, totally. I mean, my friend that's a medium, she's absolutely wonderful. Like, I see her once a year, if not more. If, like, if I can do more than once, I definitely do. Like, I love yeah. talking to her. Um, and, you know, it's hard because they get a bad rap. Mm-hmm. <sighs> People think they're frauds, and I hate that shit. But <laughs> Me, I'm like, yes, but also ghosts get a bad rap. <laughs> I mean, true. Um, you see, this is the kind of, like, this is what I assume most, like, activity is so that's why i'm normally like ah whatever like it's fine just ignore it it's the ghosts because i'm such that type of person well 
I'm like the same way. I'm always like, it's just the ghost. It's fine. You know? It's all right. And yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if. I don't know what I was going to say. Anything from you? I mean, I believe it, but I also heavily believe in residual. Yeah. Like, I, well, there's... I'm not saying pick a type. No, I'm saying I believe in both. Like, it annoys me. Like, when when you're watching, uh, what is it? Ghost Adventures. Oh, God. They think <laughs> everything is intelligent. You're... Yeah. They, they don't. That's what I don't like. It's A lot of the times is whenever you're watching shows like that, you have to believe in one without the other. Yeah, you're kind of... I see what you mean. No, I definitely get it. But you're going to get me heated as fuck about Zach fucking Bacon! We're going to talk about Bagel Bites right now. I hate oh my it. God. I was watching TikTok the other day, and it's kind of relevant, but this, <laughs> this one girl posted a video about, ghost, about Zach Bagans and everything, and it was kind of like saying with Aaron. It was like, we don't hate you, but we hate the other two. Because I don't like Nick Groff either. No. I don't think I have an opinion My on favorite TikTok, and I'm just, I'm sorry, you know, we're spiraling out here, but my favorite TikTok was this one girl, and I wish I wish I could just play it, but it was this girl that made, she's like, every episode of Ghost Adventures be like, will you throw that axe through my chest? <laughs> oh. like, I do it to Aaron. <laughs> Right, they threw Aaron under the bus. Yeah, they're like, will you put motherfucker? Yeah, like, will you throw that axe in my chest? If you're here, stab Aaron in the eye. Right? Then Aaron's like, what the fuck did I do? Right? If they're you're always locking him in the worst places. And I'm like, bro, poor Aaron. Like, literally every episode I'm watching it, like that guy needs to quit. <laughs> well, it's like I saw that TikTok and I was like, oh my god, it's so relevant. It's stupid. Right. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, next type, shadow people or shadow creatures? I'm on the fence about this one. I've seen but, too many to not believe it. But see, like... <sighs> Alright, let me let me read okay. it while you formulate your opinion. <laughs> so, this is a type of haunting activity that has no real explanation. They are different from ghosts. They are usually shapeless, dark masses. Mostly seen with your peripheral vision. They're, they are known to do things that are different from ghosts. They can move between walls. They have no human features. They wear no clothes, except for, of course, the infamous hat man and hooded shadow creatures. Well, yeah. Um, people who encounter them have a feeling of dread. Clairvoyants that encounter shadow people say that they do not feel that they are human and consider them non-human. That's kind of what not being human means. Um, shadow people have no discernible mouth, noses, or facial expressions. Some are seen as child-sized dark humanoids. Blech. No, thank you. Uh, some people say they seem to be made up of dark smoke or dark steam. At times when they move, they appear to be moving on an invisible track from one side, oh, from one place to another, such as a toy train on a small-scale railroad track. Uh, why? I love the cutest analogy ever for the scariest thing ever. Like, I think, um. Going back to the Enfield the Enfield Poltergeist, there was an entity in there called the Crooked Man. Yeah, I hate it. And yes. the Crooked Man they made I, that into a movie, didn't they? They're going, they're going to. to. Oh. But the Crooked Man, I think, is counted as one of these. Okay. So, um, the, they have been they have been seen to hop or what appears to be a strange dance. Crooked Man. They are known to stare at the floor. Two common types of shadow people are the Hat Man. That looks like they're wearing a 1930 uh, fedora hat or the hooded figure, which looks like a shadow person has a hood over their head. 
The hood and hat stand out as clothing, but otherwise they're not wearing any clothing at all. There are also reports of shadow animals, such as the shadow form of a cat with no discernible mouth, nose, or eyes. Which is interesting. That is. But yeah, shadow people... I don't hate it. No, like, I've definitely seen them in my peripheral. Yeah. But... but see, I always just called them lurkers and called it a day, so I guess I've seen them too. Well, like, the, the story that comes to mind immediately is my ex, like, y'all know the Ugh. ex, Mark. Uh, sorry. Um, I wasn't hugging at Mark. I was hugging at his ghost, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> uh, well, he always told me that if I saw anything like that out of the corner of my eye or like just like even in plain view don't acknowledge it act like it's not even there like because he he was more into the black side of magic and like are you okay my dog is making weird noises um (laughs) anyway um but he always said don't acknowledge it don't even pretend it you never even saw it and like that always freaked me out. So yeah. like but just ignore it. And I'm just like, so now if that ever happens, I'm like I'm like staring dead ahead, like nope. that wasn't there. Because I think it's like all I really knew. Yeah. But it's like also, I really don't want to be face to face with a shadow person. I feel like I would freak yeah, out. I'm a pass. I'm a I'm, pass on I'm that. I'm a pass on that because especially because clairvoyance and yeah. mediums do say they're more of a demonic presence. I think that if there is anything like quote unquote demonic presence, a shadow person is closer than. Yeah. I had one in my house, the old house that I lived in. Yeah. In mm-hmm. halfway. It would watch me. If I had my bedroom door open, it would just stand there. But I never felt dread. Hmm. I saw you make a face when I read that. I never felt dread or anything. So I don't necessarily agree with like the evil force with i think some of them are yes i've I've had one that was i would like to clarify i'm not saying all of them are evil i'm saying no no no, i know i'm just saying that with the 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 your notes did yeah yeah yeah, that's what i'm going off of not you yeah no i know i just wanted to set the record straight yes absolutely i felt dread but the one that i had in my house like i said it would stand outside my bedroom door every night i had to pass it go into the bathroom well, I was and gonna, oh, sorry. I would look at look at it straight on, and it was always there. Because, like, what I was going to say was, it also could be the perception that most people see something like that, they're going to feel dread because they don't know what it is. They don't understand it. Because, you know, so many people are terrified of ghosts, and I'm just like, whatever, it's fine. What's it going to do? Knock a stapler over? Like, it's fine. <laughs> right, like, I don't believe that they can hurt you. No. Necessarily. I don't know. I just don't want to test it. I just don't want to see what no, happens. No, I'd rather not. I just don't want to see what happens. Uh, okay, and then my last one is short. It's portal hauntings. So I've heard of these. Portals aren't really a new concept. Uh, so you've seen them in a lot of sci-fi flicks. But in the real world, portal hauntings are considered controversial as there is little known uh, and the idea is mostly theory or speculation. Portals are thought to be doorways to another world or dimension in which entities travel through. It's speculated that portals are not limited to, limited to one location, region, or limited to sacred ground. Typically places that experience a wide array of different types of... Oh, man. I was doing so good. Oh, my God. I know how to say this word, but I can't think of it. And 
Analogous. Ana- anomalous. Anomalous. Wow. Why? Where did I get the G from? God bless America. Types of anomalous activities such as glowing balls of light, odd creatures, strange shapes, or unexplained mists or fog are suspected to have a portal in which these energies are traveling back and forth. And on that note, I want to throw this in here because um, if I can ever find the information, I'm totally doing an episode on it. But there are people who think that, like, Bigfoot is a portal traveler. And that's why we can never find a, like, like nuts and bolts Bigfoot. Hey, man, I don't know. See, like, I'm on the fence with portal. Like, obviously, there is a way for these energies to travel. But honestly, I don't think portals is the way. What about mirrors facing each other? Portal. It's a portal. It's a portal. I had one in my house, remember? I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't fuck with mirrors. That's the only reason. Because at first I was like, eh, and then I realized mirrors fell in that category, and I was like, hell yeah, no. Yeah, I just kind of remembered mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> mirrors. No. I'm terrified of mirrors. <laughs> terrified. I don't fuck with that. It's true. I mean, we would use a mirror back in the day to play Bloody Mary. Right. Like that. I didn't even do that when I was I was scared of everything when I was a kid. I mean, shit, shit same. Like, now, like, now I'm just parents, like, yeah, turn on this horror movie. My parents told me to do Bloody Mary. Fuck that. My dad told me that shit. My mom's like, don't tell her that, John. They were- My mom thought I was going to summon a demon if I did it, so I was we pretty had- safe. Well, your mom is all Jesus-y, so. She might have been right. I'll dress Bloody Mary. I don't know where she's been. Well, my parents, you know. It was Lalorna all this time. <laughs> it was always Lalorna. La Llorona. I can't say it, so La I'm just Lorna. I can't say it, okay? I'm glad I took the episode on that. <laughs> Look, I, I just can't say it. I can't roll my R's and shit. It's a it's, it's literally a Y. L is a Y. La Llorona. Not La Llorona. La Llorona. Since when is two L's a Y? Did you take Spanish? No. no you didn't. I took Japanese! Spanish thing. <laughs> I took class of Spanish in middle school and I remember that. See, I, fuck you. I took German <laughs> in high school, so I'm not much better. I took French and I know. I barely took French, too. <laughs> okay, well, La Yorna. Yorna! say it the movie was terrible anyway i haven't even seen it i'm howling i haven't seen it either anyway la cucaracha over there (laughs) (laughs) fuck y'all and your la cucaracha (laughs) and your la chicken strips okay (laughs) fuck you and your la chicken strip fuck you la chicken strip i'm sorry y'all we never record this week Okay, anyway, Taylor, do you want to read these nuts? Yes. <laughs> Pull them out. All right, anyway. So today is like fun fact is more of a fun story uh, that I got for that I got for my true crime calendar, which I died laughing when I read this. So um, in June 2018, there was a raid on 35-year-old Mickey Polk's Alabama residence. Um, it yielded a few things inve- investigators were expecting, which was ammunitions, methamphetamine, body what? armor, and other drug paraphernalia. And one thing they did not expect. A so-called attack squirrel. What? Law enforcement officials claimed the squirrel was being fed meth to keep it aggressive. Oh, no. Though there was no way to confirm it. 
The creature was released in a nearby wooded area. Dog- Why? I don't know. Why did you shoot the squirrel or, like, put it in a cage? I, know. I can just do anything. That thing had, like, the zoomies, I'm sure. Like, it was like, I'm fast as fuck, boy. That's not even zoomies. That's a rocket propeller out of its asshole. I mean, <laughs> shit. So, days later, uh, Mickey Polk, who had not been on the property at the time it was searched and was still being sought by authorities, posted a video of himself with the squirrel, who he said was named Deez Nuts. Uh, the two had been reunited when Polk returned to the scene after the search. He insisted that the squirrel was not on meth or trained to attack, though he conceded that the animal was a, quote, asshole and, <laughs> and quote, a... Too. <laughs> yeah, the that the animal was quote an asshole and quote a mean motherfucker. <laughs> it got better. Um, Mickey Polk was detained later that month after being caught fleeing a hotel in a stolen ambulance. What? He, he was charged with attempting to elude criminal mischief, receiving uh, receiving stolen property, and felony possession of a pistol. But D's not possession of a messed up squirrel. That's what I'm saying. That should be a felony. Oh my god, I can't. And I'm like, shit, because I read this. I was like, there's no fucking way this is real. And I'm like, I looked it up, and I was like, no way. There's D's nuts. You will live on forever, mother dude. I hope you're still alive out there roam around the woods searching for your free meth and trash cans all over the state of Alabama like shit I hope you traveled all the way to fucking Michigan by now you had the rocket fuel in you to do it (laughs) you channel redneck a little bit there redneck look the Alabama came out at me because I talked to Eddie too much Eddie, I love you. Oh, uh, <laughs> anyway, oh my god, I'm sorry. Y'all. And Chloe, my friend Chloe, she has such a thick Alabama accent. Like every time I talk to her, I start like going, I start getting the twang. Yes. And I'm like, God damn it, Chloe, I love you. Don't make fun. Don't 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 call me and give me hate on this. And she's gonna be like, You fucking talking about me? No, I'm talking about these nuts, the meth squirrel. Give me the damn mic. You're done. You're done. You're cut off. You're dead. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, thank you for whole. If you hung in through all of that chaos, bless you. I'm sorry that happened, but not really because it was hilarious. Uh, so y'all know what to do. This is the time where we plug the social medias. We got that TikTok, which you may or may not be uploading a video to sometime soon. Supposed uh, to be getting the box soon. Well, that too. We also have another cat. cat- I couldn't even say catastrophic, and it came from my own brain project that we're going to be working on here in a minute. So send help. Uh, we got the TikTok, the Facebook, we got that Instagram, and of course, the gram. Freakygeekypodcast at gmail.com. Send us stories. We want stories instead of junk mail. Please send us stories. Send us love. And if you're actually feeling kind, and only if you're feeling kind, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes so more people can witness this monstrosity. All right, guys. We love you. And then, uh, until always, like always. Yeah. Until Good always. Good night. <laughs> Stay freaky. Stay freaky, y'all. Stay freaky. God bless. Da-da-da-da-da. No. Da-da-da-da-da. No. 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 No.